The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode number 38 of Black Mental Matters. Vince, the voice, Makiba won't be with us this week, but uh, just send her some thoughts and prayers, would you please, for her and her family. This program, in the middle of what is all going on, quite a bit, whether it's the protests, the COVID, um, the trauma that we're seeing on television against so many. I mean, the list goes on and on. We got Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Walter Scott, Freddie Gray, Jamar Clark, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Stefan Clark, Botham Jean, uh, Breonna Taylor, and now George Floyd here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And as a result, here we are with demonstrations and protests all over the world. Black men shot down unarmed by the police. And while these are so prevalent, the thing is, it has just happened over and over again. Yet, the black man, the black woman, the black family have continued to survive. And in doing so, have helped facilitate great change that has positively affected folks again from around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you and yours are safe. This is Black Mental Matters. Gerald A. Griggs is an Atlanta attorney. He's dedicated to equal justice for all, tenacious trial attorney, zealous advocate on the front lines. We call him the justice fighter. Welcome to Black Mental Matters, Gerald. Thank you for having me, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing right now? I, I'm tired, but I'm focused because we have to get justice for our people. You know, I, I know, you know, I follow you on on uh, social media. I mean, I, I was wondering, when do you sleep, man? Or can you sleep these days? Um, I've been sleeping a little bit, but right now, it's you not know, time. Yeah. it's not that time. It's not that time. Well, I've entitled this uh, Why Black Lives Have Always Mattered, man. And and so it, it came to me. Uh, I saw an interview with uh, Spike Lee the other day. And he was talking about um, America and the fact that it was just built upon, you know, first uh, took the land from the Indians, brought us over here, enslaved black people, you know, the, the, the Asians, everybody. And uh, here we are, you know, fast forward to today and we're still kind of fighting some of the same things it's, it's, it's been a consistent thing but yet the black man the black woman has been integral in this development of this country yet we 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 get none of the respect we get none of the we get what we got going on right now yeah i mean we've been the forefront of civil resistance we've been the forefront of resistance since the beginning and um we're not really asked for credit we're asking for the justice that was denied to our ancestors so i do understand that people feel like this has been a continuum for 400 years uh, but i think we are seeing the witness of the last vestiges of white supremacy and we will we will overcome it because martin went to the mountaintop we at the mountaintop now and we about to walk over and get to the promised land so i understand people are weary and tired but you never get weary and tired and well doing um it's time for us to to reap this season is now 
You know, you uh, make a point always to talk about uh, young people, you know. For me, it, I want to also pay homage, though, to those older. And we're going to get back to younger. But when I see, a, you know, a black man, um, you don't know all the things that he has gone through to get to this point. We just see maybe he's got kids now that are graduating from Morehouse or Emory like yourself. Just historically, again, I want them to realize that, Gerald, because it's not like this is just like you say, it didn't just happen. This just just, just didn't happen today. It has been uh, our ancestors, man. I want to give homage, but you work with the young people, man. What's on the minds of these young people today? What, what, what are they saying to you? Man, these young people are so fired up. They're so energetic. They are so our ancestors' wildest dreams, and I'm so proud of them. And um, the one thing that I tell them is to remember they are on a continuum. Um, the Dr. King shut down public highways. The highway from Selma to Montgomery is a highway, and they march through a highway. So I just want them to be focused and remember that, you know, John Lewis started at 13. Dr. King started in his 20s. You know, C.T. Vivian was in his uh, late 20s um, and they're just walking in the footsteps of, of their ancestors. And don't let any of the uh, older civil rights icons who may have lost their way discourage them. Mm. Keep doing what you're doing. We're going to support you uh, because the time is now and the time is right. It's always right to do right. And injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So I'm going to listen to the words of, of the previous leader, Dr. King. I'm not going to listen to folks who say they were around Dr. King. Because if they were truly around Dr. King, they'd be marching with us right now. Mm, mm. You are uh, on literally the front lines, man, the the, the, the front lines. And I this this program here, Black Mental Matters, and I, I think, you know, what does it take? And, and forgive me, I, I felt guilty. I know I got to do, I'm going to do something. I, I listen to you say, hey, if you're sitting at home, then you need to do something else, you know. Um, but what uh, the, the mindset, man, that it takes to effectively uh, do what it is that you do, man? You have to have the courage of our ancestors, the ones that were strong enough to realize as they looked at the last um, picture of the West Coast of Africa into that dark sea uh, of oppression that we have felt when we stepped foot on this land and realized that they are lifting you up and you are standing on the shoulders of giants. So whether I get there with them, uh, with these young people or not, I need them to understand that we will be bold, we will not bow, bow our backs, we will not bend over anymore, we will not take it anymore. We are destined to get our justice and we're gonna get our justice and we're gonna look the system directly in the eye and tell it to be what it says on paper. Mm. You know, uh, Gerald, I think I may have shared with you, I'm from Gary, Indiana, Mayor Richard Gordon Hatcher was my mayor as a kid. I always saw people that looked like me that were in charge. You grew up in this area here here in Atlanta, which is called, you know, the Mecca uh, for folks. How important you think it is for what we do here, what you do here, what you do here in Atlanta? Because it does kind of set the standard for all black communities, I think. Yeah, it does set the standard. And what we have to realize is, you know, everybody looks like us isn't us. Mm. So if you're not carrying the torch of freedom for melanated folks, you need to get out the way. Yes, we will join with any color, any any creed, any religion, any uh, sexual uh, orientation, but we're going to focus and center this work on black people because we have been carrying the lion's share of the oppression and we know what oppression feels like. So whether it's a black politician or a white politician, if you are currying favor with the system of white supremacy, you will be called out. 
And so I'm appreciative of being born and raised in Georgia, born and raised in, in the cradle of the civil rights movement, born and raised in the new birthplace of the social justice movement. But I'm telling people, this is about ending this once and for all. And if you're not on the side of justice and equality for all, you're going to be a footnote in the annals of history. I have gotten uh, some messages, some emails, some, uh, you know, inboxes uh, from some of my white friends giving support. What about you, man? Because for some, sometimes, you know, they, they think, you know, because you're, you know, doing this, it means you're anti that. No, we are pro black folks, not anti-white. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's not anti-whiteness. You know, we, we can be pro everybody. But mm -hmm. for too long. We were marginalized in our black by saying, well, what about everybody else? And I love everybody else. I've marched with the women's march. I've marched with March for Our Lives. i marched the healthcare march. I've marched so much in Atlanta that I think my middle name is March. <laughs> um, but what I need for folks to understand is if you truly are an ally, you will march with us when we're dealing with these situations. We don't have armored tanks and, and the, the National Guard and all these other things when we have those other marches. But when you are aiming at the heart of white supremacy, you start to see the true colors. This is what Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee about. Mm -hmm. You said that protest was not right. Mm -hmm. We took peaceful protests. You said that protest was not right. And let's get something straight. The people that are damaging property are not the people that are marching. These are outside agitators that want to deflect from the overall uh, picture. And what I would say to my politicians is everybody's taking notes right now. We're taking notes about who called in the National Guard. We're taking in notes who's saying who should gas folks and who should have be on the media talking about everybody should calm down. Where was that energy for Jamari Robinson? Where was that energy for Jimmy Atchison? Where was that energy for Oscar Kane? Where was that energy for Kane Rogers? Where was that energy for Anthony Hill? We want justice and we will get our justice. We will make this system apply the pressure that you're trying to apply to us back on the system and get justice for these families that are hurting. George Floyd was just the tip that broke the, the camel's back. Oh, we had just, uh, you know, we're dealing with uh, the, the uh, Ahmad, and mm -hmm. uh, then we saw, you know, that craziness. Brianna. Right, uh, Brianna. And, and, yeah, and, and now we're here with George. All in the midst of a pandemic, and yet yeah. still on the front. So when when folks say, you know, why, whatever the question again was, why Black Lives have always mattered, and it's going around the world. You yeah. know that what you're doing is is affecting folks in New Zealand and Denmark and places that I would have not had a clue. But uh, that's why Black Lives have always mattered, and yeah. Black Lives do matter. Now you're you're the uh, what co-founder of the Georgia Alliance for Social Justice. You're yeah. first vice president for the Atlanta chapter of the NAACP, which I want to applaud because you guys, man, you're bringing it back. You know, people think about the NAACP as, you know, old school, some do anyway. But you mm -hmm. you all are really doing some great work. Um, and, and I want to take my hat off to you and Richard Rose and everybody, Karen, Renee, yourself again, for the, for the work that you're doing. How important is it for our communities to, to, to support organizations like that? 
It's very important because, you know, the NAACP is the oldest and the coldest, the most cussed and discussed organization in the country. Wait, say we that again. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, bro. <laughs> what do you mean the oldest and the coldest? The oldest and the coldest, <laughs> the most cussed and discussed organization. Uh, when you say those those letters, pe- a chill goes down people's spine because you see W.E.B. Du Bois, you see Ida B. Wells, you see Thurgood, you see Walter White, you see Roy Wilkins, you see uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, John Dale Johnson, you see... Uh, uh, just so many people, um, Julian Bond. I mean, we just the list goes on. Daddy King, mm. uh, Doctor King. Mm. You know, everybody come through the association. So for people to say the association uh, is old and antiquated, I need you to do your your recent history and your old history because the biggest march for Black Lives was put on by the Georgia NAACP, and that was in 2016. And this is just a continuation. But this time we're not gonna stop marching. That march was for four days. This one's going on six. Uh, and until we get justice, there will be no peace. And so the, the 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 real thing that we are looking at right now is that all these officers there in Minnesota, not just uh, Chauvin, uh, but all four of them, first of all, need to be charged, correct? Lock them up, convict them all, send them to prison, period. You also spoke about 21st century po- uh, po- uh, policing uh, yes. uh, in your post, which that's that's what drove me. I said, man, I got to call my brother right now. And uh, so so you because we want solutions. We don't want to just leave this thing. We, we, we got to have a game plan, as, as they say. So exactly. speak about that just a little bit. Yeah. So after Mike Brown in 20, 2014, 2015, President Obama convened a task force to get to the root problem of the issue of policing. And they issued 94 recommendations, six pillars that are the solution. The problem is not one police department, not one government agency or government uh, has implemented all 94 and it has not been codified into law. So we're calling on our lawmakers to stop talking and to start legislating because uh, because my my good friend and my brother and, and my uh, icon in the movement, Dr. King, says three ways to get change. There's agitation, legislation, and litigation. We need legislation and we need litigation. So the President Obama 21st Century Police Initiative will do that. It will remove qualified immunity so we can start suing folks. It will remove the reasonable fear doctrine so we can start locking folks up because that's a Supreme Court case that, that issued that that edict of the reasonable fear where officer says, I'm in reasonable fear for my life, so I can kill folks. It's a 1989 case. So again, the NAACP is, fo- is focused on structural change. Thurgood took down separate or equal because he attacked Brown versus the Board of Education. We gonna take down reasonable fear doctrine because we are gonna attack the Gresham case, the 1989 case that gave us uh, this bedrock principle of law. And so we, it is our duty, those who are oppressed, to resist the oppression and to change the rules and to change the law. Are you getting uh, any uh, acceptance or at least dialogue with law enforcement? Are they open to, 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 to discussing these kinds of things? I don't really care what law enforcement says. Mm. Um, they're not the law. Mm. I am an officer of the court. So judges and lawyers are the law. And so law enforcement needs to understand your job is just to bring the people to court so they can answer for the charges. And if it's one of your brothers in blue, they need to come too. Uh, so what I want people to understand, this is not a, a us versus law enforcement problem. This is a us versus changing the law problem. And I need my lawyers and my judges to step up in this moment. We swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the state of Georgia. And it's time for us to start doing that. Get off the sidelines and get in the game. 
for uh, people. I know you got to, you, you took time, man. You got to get back to court, but uh, some 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 final words, man. Uh, again, this is a, such a time, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of the health disparities. Now we're in the middle of, you know, protests all around the, 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 the world. Um, Justice Fighter, give us, give us some final words, man. I love the moment that we're in because it's the moment that our ancestors are smiling down on us and saying, you guys are continuing to fight. We got comfortable. It's time for us to get uncomfortable because change comes in that uncomfortable moment where you're growing. I love my my white brothers and sisters that are allies. I love my brown brothers and sisters, our Latino brothers and sisters that are allies. I love my uh, people that love a little differently because they're our allies. I love our uh, differently able people because they're our allies. It's time for us to join together and stick a dagger in the heart of the system that oppresses us, and that's white supremacy. So let's do it once and for all. Join us on the front lines. Don't believe everything you see on the media. Come out to the protest and see for yourself. It's a giant love-in where we're demanding that our country be what it says on paper. If you want to talk about Dr. King, be like Dr. King. Dr. King was in the streets. He was protesting with the people. He was protesting the oppression that was coming from our government. And now it's time to hold our government accountable. And to the 45th president of the United States, you talk a lot of stuff, but when it really hits the fan, you in a bunker. Mm. How about this? Mm. How about you come and join the people, listen to the people and legislate for change? That's my message to every elected official. We're watching and November's coming. Boy, that would be such a sight. It's Gerald A. Green. What's that A stand for, man? I give you A plus. I'm I'm changing. Gerald A. Yeah, plus. it stands. It stands for a lot of things. Uh, you know, I'm named after my father, so yes. you know it stands for that. But I just want people to understand right now. It stands for professional agitator. Amen. Amen. And that's why Black Lives have always mattered because they produce folks like Gerald A. Griggs. I saw Mawali on t- on the tube this morning with the uh, students from, uh, you know, the protest that yeah. here in Atlanta they charged the officers with. Uh, Chris Stewart, uh, get yeah. yourself. Shout uh, out to all of them. All of the lawyers on the front line, Miley Davis, Chris Stewart, uh, Lee Mary, mm-hmm. uh, Benjamin Crump, Justin Miller, uh, Miguel Dominguez. We got we got an army. We got a legion of, of young Thurgoods. And so I just need the rest of them to step up it's time for us to use the education that our families fought so hard for to get access to. Now let's bring it back to the community and let's liberate our people. I'm going to do something right here live on the end and I'm going to let you go. You didn't fire me up so much. I feel so remiss. But what I'm going to do, I'm about to send uh, $500, man, to the Atlanta NAACP. And, we appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate you, man, and the work that you do. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Gerald A. Griggs, and this is Black Mental Matters. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, brother.